Welcome to episode 336 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Radio team, welcome along to episode 336 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? I'm good. I was going to wear that t-shirt today. Were you? But then I didn't because I, I, well, I like that t-shirt and I wanted to save it. Yeah, this is this is an audio podcast, Bevan, so let's explain. Well, you've got your coffees. Albert gave us the coffees of Hawaii t-shirt, white coffees of Hawaii t-shirt when we're in Hawaii, mm-hmm. and they're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. My only problem is, John, when I wear white, I tend to get stains on it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of strategically wear white. Okay. I'm a bit of a messy eater. That's okay. You're, Are you a messy eater too? No, I'm not. Well, I can tell by the look at your t-shirt. Exactly. It's nice and clean. Because yeah. I've got this really cool t-shirt recently and I kind of ruined it straight away. Why does that not surprise me? <laughs> talk is proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofhawaii.com. You're wearing a t-shirt. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I should be, but I'll get messy. Athlinks.com. And Athlinks.com have got t-shirts at the moment as well. Look at that, have they? Yeah. And you know what? Athlinks has always got t-shirts as well. And Extreme Endurance. I'm sure if we go on there, you can probably get a t-shirt. I'll go and have a look. Yep. Well, you get your tri-suit. You, you can get the, uh, you can yep. get the short, sleeve, short sleeve top. There we go. So they're, they're our sponsor for today's show. And today's show, we've got, what have we got happening here, John? Let me put up my little show notes here. I've got some news for you. Yeah. Well, you, you've probably got more news for me. Yeah. Uh, we've got a hot topic. Yeah. We've got a website of the week. Maybe. We'll see how time's We're a bit going. limited for time this morning. Yeah. Um, and then we did have an interview with Tamsin Lewis, but she, she didn't turn up. She partied. She was out partying. Yeah. Tamsin, if you're listening, <laughs> let's sit the sharp get you another time. And then we have an interview with Jason Langston. Now, this guy's a freak of nature. He did 48 Ironmen. I thought he did it in a year, John. He did it in four months. Ah, I thought. Yeah, yeah, nice. I thought he did 50. No, he did one in every state. Right. So 48 and 48 states. Is 50 states? I thought it was 50 states. Well, obviously not, John. Obviously not. I don't know. How many yeah. get the flag, count the, count yeah. the stars? Yeah. I don't know. It's America. So to go up to Alaska? I didn't ask him. Yeah. Well, every state, John. Is Alaska a state? Yes. Or oh, he went there, John. Okay. He went there, every state. And uh, yeah, so I, can, I interviewed him because, John, what happened this morning, mate? Blender got called into work. There was an emergency. Emergency in the emergency. house. Emergency, yeah. So, so. I've, been, I've been here by my lonesome for the last couple of hours. Mm-hmm. Oh, by myself. <laughs> okay, yeah. news. So, big, biggest piece of news probably this week is uh, Mecca is going to be doing Challenge Monica. And he's going to win. He's going to smash the course record according to the press releases. I'm going there to win and I want a course record. Well, let's be honest. He's probably going to win. He's probably going to win. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> no, course no. record? Probably. But much harder course this year. Oh, is it a harder course? Yeah, is it? But, well, the other course was very difficult because of the wind, so I guess maybe it's going to be comparable. It's kind of a rolling course the whole day, isn't rolling, it? Rolling, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he'll, yeah, for sure he'll carve the run up um, a lot quicker than what most guys would, you would imagine. Um, bike course, we'll just have to wait and see. Swims is, is what it is. So, yeah, I'm sure he's not going to be. When you it. change a course, doesn't the course record change? Well, in theory it should. But so he's going to get course record no matter what? Well, no, they'll just keep the old course record, I'm sure. Yeah. It's like the coast to coast. They've got these course records that are never going to get broken because they changed the course. They're changing the, is the coast to coast struggling this year, John? I struggle every year. I mean, I could just get less and less. Why? Well, it's just it's lost that little bit of appeal and it's a thousand bucks to enter. 
Because I noticed that advertising, and I'm, like normally you, Coast to Coast, Coast to Coast is a new Christchurch event. We've talked about it on the show a lot, and it's kind of iconic and, you oh, know. Awesome event. Normally it'd sell out, but I noticed I've got banners around trying to advertise yeah. it and stuff and at so this time much, of year. There's so much more going on these who's days. Gonna, who's going to go, oh, you know what, I might sign up and do the Coast to Coast this mm, weekend. Mm. It's a bit late now. If you do want to sign up, son, come along to the House of Travel Triathlon. That's a much better race. Much better. <laughs> That's why the Coast to Coast is struggling, John. So I think the Challenge, Maca, uh, challenge with Macca coming to Wanaka is going to be huge for yeah. the event. It's going to mean there's going to be, yeah, I mean, the event gets a bit of coverage in New Zealand on the mainstream media, you know, um, on the news. Yeah, they, the they get coverage, yeah. But this will guarantee quite quite significant coverage, I think. So, Do you know my uh, hand was on the news when Challenge Wanaka was there, John? Really? Yeah, because yeah. I was interviewing and someone pushed my hand away, but you could see my yeah, hand get yeah. pushed away. Yep. Nice work. Um, yeah, I think it's really great. Oh, fantastic. Not a total surprise because he's he signed up with the Challenge family. He's indicated he's going to do some long course races. Um, so, yeah. Is Megan going to be in Kona next year, mate? I would put my money on. Well, no, I suppose he's just, he's just got to validate, hasn't he? So he hasn't got to chase points. I'd be hitching my bets on no. Oh, mm. why? Well, he just hasn't got too much to prove there anymore. Yeah, but after this year, I don't you think Crowe will be back. I don't think Macca will be back. You don't think Crowe's back either? No. Based, yeah, on, my based yeah. on your interview, that's right. I got the, I got the scoop. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I reckon Macca might be back. Uh, no. I reckon because he didn't do that well this year. He may feel he has something to prove. Pop him a Facebook note, ask him. Maybe I will. Maybe we should get him on. Mecca, mm. oh, are you going down to Monica? No. Uh, in Kiteri. Well, maybe you should go and interview him. Well, you could. I'm in Auckland. Well, what do you think? Chili peppers. Fly down. Fly down for your day. <laughs> chili peppers or Mecca? I think yeah. uh, I'll go with chili peppers. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then what happened in the weekend with races, John? Uh, we had Iron Man, Arizona. He didn't even have it on the news team. I had my news up. I said, what about Arizona? He goes, oh, yeah. What about oh, that yeah. race? What about that race? What happened, John? Uh, so we had good old uh, Andrew Starkowitz um, leading off the bike um, as he did uh, a few weeks ago and then went on to smash things at uh, uh, Florida a few weeks ago but his legs were probably a little bit tired didn't have anywhere near as um, strong a bike as what he did in Florida although he was up against a stronger field here still rode 4.16 and broke the course record so hey let's not give Guy's him a, animal, isn't let's he? not give him a hard time but he did only run a 3.10 oh, um, disappointing. and dropped down to 7th place but still he will have accrued a few points there and um yeah, nice work. But overall, on the winner, yeah. um, <laughs> what about the Nils, rest of the race? Nils Fromhold, uh, Ironman <sighs> debut, swam 48, rode 4.22 and ran 2.48 for an 8.03.13. Danish guy? Du- uh, Deutschland. Deutschland, oh, Deutschland. Deutschland. German. Oh. So Ironman debut, coming from an ITU background. He who, was he, was he, he your pick? No, no, I've never heard of him before. He's, he's just a middle of, middle of the tier sort of ITU guy. Oh, he's a pretty of, good eye, man. Yeah, well, on debut he is. Uh, so he's, he said it's like some top 15s on World Cup, which is a level below World Championship Series. So he's not even, you know, remotely close to being the top of the ITU and comes over here and smashes these guys. But some really good, strong racing from Paul Matthews as well. He had, he basically just lost two minutes on the bike to um, Nils and uh, ended up with an 8.04. And TJ Tolkinson, who was there to win, um, but came up a couple of, against a couple of good runners, uh, was third in 8.07. So all pretty solid times, pretty solid races. Not the strongest field, but good times, eh? Yeah, it's a, it's a fast course. Last year we saw some guys go under eight hours, so yeah. it, it is a fast course. Um, well, let's put it this way. If you did sub nine, you were only 27th overall. Justin Deere down there in 11th with 837. Matthias Hecht, you know, he's a good athlete, uh, 841 and 14th. So uh, a pretty deep, probably second tier. Poor Amy. 
poor Amy, he was he was the, he was going to be there. He was oh, he was my pick coming off the bike. He was only five minutes down, and he's the best runner in the field. And last year he finished second, uh, running a oh you watching two, it two forty something. Um, I just flicked onto it a couple of times, um, but he had a terrible run of three thirty three. Come on, Paul. Come on, Paul. Sort your game out. Girl side so, of things. girl side of things, we had Meredith Kessler was leading for most of the day. Uh, and I'm really interested to, as to why Leander Cave's still racing. She's racing terribly. Um, no, she just she just but why? validated. But uh, she she did a race a few weeks ago, didn't she? she? I thought she raced in Florida or something. No, that's Marinda. Mm. It was Caffrey. Yeah, but mate, but look, also Leander Cave's been doing some other she races. Has, she's done some seventy point three. Yeah. This is yeah. her first. Oh, she's just validated, mate. Yeah, she just turned up. Is that for fact, is it? Yeah. yeah. No, because I Ben, the running man, sure. Yeah. See, sure, whatever it is. He um he emailed me. He gave me some tips. He said, take your bloody bike numbers oh, off we'll the bike. We'll do that. We'll keep, save that okay, for don't, a... I'm not, don't, yeah. Okay, don't yeah. listen to that tip. Yeah. But he did say, it was pretty obvious from the start that Leander wasn't there to win. Mm. She was just she was just validating, mm. which is stupid. What's the point? Mm. What's the point? What's, you know, like, who cares? Like, no, like, lovely Leander, but it's just, it, that's one of the downfalls of the system. So should I, I, former champions have to validate? But then there's the, they get the advantage of not there's the point. race. Ah, good point, John. Yeah, you see. <laughs> good point. But then, John, what's the point? Yeah. No, I, th- I think it's, uh, I think it's fair enough. It's fair enough. It just, it just doesn't, it just adds no value to the sport. That's my problem. No. Like, it doesn't add any value having Leander at the race. No. She turns up six, you know, pfft. I'd much it adds a bit in the pre-race um, hype because they'll be they'll be talking her up and everything in the pre-race hype. It'll get a bit more coverage for the event. Maybe they should make previous champions have to validate at a championship race. It's a bit harsh. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure the pros are going to want you to be head of their their pro liaison with WTC for that. I like ruling. Stalin. <laughs> anyway, uh, Lindsay Corbin uh, came off. Uh, well, I don't know if it's a terrible. But that would be cool, wouldn't it? Because then you'd have like Melbourne and all the rock star races would be there, wouldn't it? And, mm. and in that case, they'd probably go for it, wouldn't they? probably would see that's a good point there you go uh lindsey corbin only had a 59 minute swim um, but then came back and rode 451 and ran 305 to run past meredith kessler who was leading for quite a long time mm-hmm. and uh meredith kessler also did florida i think uh recently so she finished second in 906 she's gonna be cranking up some good points early on and connie abraham from great britain in third and 915 so no girls went under nine um so yeah Good race. racing. Okay, and we also had Iron Leander Man. Cave was in sixth place in 924. Hardly called 924 mucking around, but still not. Uh, if she'd yeah, been, but if she'd been champ. F- full noise on that course, she'd probably be looking at you know an 855, something like that. Yeah. It's about half an hour off. Yeah. yeah. What's the point, John? Yeah. What's the point? Okay, what's coming up this weekend? We've got Ultraman. Oh, UltramanLive.com. UltramanLive.com. So to do this race, you have to be, you basically have to go and do an Ultraman somewhere else in the world. And it's sort of a, it's a pretty small field. Uh, How many are, Ultramen do they have, John? Um, I think they've got two of them, Canada. They've got Canada. I think you may have to qualify, you can qualify there, or I think there's another race And if you've else. done the race before, you're allowed to do it again, aren't you? Yes. It's a bit of an elite club, isn't it? It's a very elite club. <laughs> what's that about? And uh, they don't have heaps of people racing. The, the good thing with this race is they have all the bio, bios of all the athletes racing um, up there, and there's probably, I don't know, I think there's about 30 or we, so we're John, racing. I'm clicking on the site, and it's... Uh, if you go on... Uh, great podcasting, two t- 2012 event, and down there you've got uh, two t- 2012 entrance bio. Oh, okay, here we go. So the, the race over there is you swim 6.2 miles, you bike 261.4 miles, and you run 52.4 miles. It's spread over three days. The first day you do the swim and, uh, and a bit of the bike, and the second day you do a big kahuna, big long bike, and then the third day you do the 
double marathon all in Queen, all, all in Hawaii. If you want to get a piece of what Ultraman's all about, 2014 Kona, Epic Camp Light, we're basically doing the Ultraman course, not the run, but the, we're going to do the uh, the bike ride. We're going to do a loop of the island. It's going to be awesome. How long is the ride? Uh, we're going to ride from uh, Kona to Hilo, which is around about 200 k's. In one day? Yep, but nice. it's, it's going to be a big long day. But the last 50 k is basically downhill, so it's like 160 k ride. <sighs> take it, mate. Take it. Still 200 k's. We'll be in Hilo for two days, and then we'll sort of head our way up to Waimea, and then out to um, Harvey, and then down to the Manalani. Stay, if you, stay at Manalani again, and then do the 70.3. So 2014, if you want to get a piece of the full Kona experience, epicamp.com. There we go. But Ultraman's on. We'll have some results next week. Iron Man Cosimo. And I've got to give, um, oh, I haven't written his name, Brent. Brent from last week. And I've forgotten Brent's surname. Give me two seconds. Brent Schmidt. Brent Schmidt. That's his, that's his nickname. Brent, if you donate to the show, that's your name. <laughs> there you go. They really make him want to motivate. Brent Campbell. I mean, Brent Campbell. He's been helping me out with the start list because you know how terrible they are with the start list. Yep. Anyway, he, he sent over an Excel, Excel file with all the, all the athletes on there. So greatly appreciated. Uh, Cosimo's on and... Uh, I couldn't see Yvonne Van Vlerken on the start list, but I'm almost sure that she's racing. One thing I will say, a lot of pros racing, Cozumel, there is... I haven't got this list, John. Where is 105. it? 105. Oh, where's my list? Well, it's under show notes, under start lists. Oh, oh you've got a start list here, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> so I think if Yvonne is there... 105 on, pros? That's what, that's what I'm thinking, and it's uh, 105 elites. So How many pros are there in the world, John? Um, well, when I looked on that... We'll have to go back to that list. That's a job, task for me to do next week. Okay, I'm going to hold you up to that. Yeah, so we'll see how many people are on the rankings. Yep. Uh, so I would say if Yvonne's there, she is the Raging Hot favourite. She had a great race in Florida yeah. a few weeks ago. Although that could be to her disadvantage. It could be. Yeah. But I think she's going to back up. Yvonne's and, pretty uh, tough. And smart. you got uh, Amy Marsh in there as well um, on the girls' side of things. And I reckon it's going to be a race between those two. On the guys' side of things, you've got a few interesting. Oh, you've got Jodie Swallow down to race well. I didn't see that one. And Amanda Stevens. See? And Michelle Vestaboo. Wow. Go, Michelle. She's yeah. our party animal friend. She is. She went hard at the party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where are you going? She was good. She's uh, a good chick, she on, was. On the guy's side of things, you've got uh, the top, number three, who, so I assume he's the top seed, is Alexander Grigoriev from the Russian Federation, and uh, Patrick Donovan, and then Igor Amurlier. But a couple of the more interesting ones, you've actually got some uh, pretty strong athletes racing. You've got Dirk Bockledown, you've got um, Blake Becker, and Timo Bracht, wow. uh, Luke McKenzie, wow. and uh, I saw some other good names on there as well. So I was like, whoa, it's a pretty pretty low-level points race, but these guys want to accrue a few points for, for next year. And I was watching a little clip from TJ Tollickson who raced Arizona last year, and he was the last man to miss out on getting to Kona. He missed out by like 40 points or something uh, like that. No. Um, so I think he's trying to accrue, accrue a few points early on as well. Um, Bart Jammer's in there. He's always a good, consistent performer. And there was a couple of names down the bottom that it's I... It's pretty cool, but it's pretty cool to have that many pros. Brett Carter, who's, who's gone off the team TBB yep. um, setup. Did you got a good memory for people? Oh, you know, it's when you write things down and stuff, you remember these things. And Michael uh, Golner, he's the other one that I saw. you write this stuff the, down? Well, I type it down. That's writing. Eduardo Stirler as well. Okay. That's not a bad field. That's a great field, actually, because we often complain about pros fields, no one's here. Yeah. Especially on the girls' side. Yeah. You know, good stuff. Good, yeah, you blame good the, yeah, you blame the girls, yeah. I don't blame the girls. I just say, often you'll go to a race and there'll be five girls. Mm-hmm. We, had, we had some races last year in the last 12 months where there were only three mm-hmm. pros. That's true. So you're going to go, well... 
What's the point, John? That's my that's my theme of today. What's the, the point? point? Well, there's a, there's a race here called on the 24th of the Longao. This has got a good point. Longao Caba del Pista in Fortaleza, Sierra, Brazil. John, nice. I'm, more, I'm more interested in Swiss man. It's oh, an extreme this triathlon. Now, this is, is animal. So, Peter Coulson sent this one through, and it's um it's set up by the guys who did Norseman. Is, is it? it? I don't know. Well, it's, um, I think it is. Well, I could be wrong. I'm not. I'm but, not putting that out there. I'm just saying it looks like an awesome race. It's Norseman or Norseman type theme. Um, oh, maybe it's not. Um, I'm There's no bigger challenge not. into Mother Nature and her extremes. Oh, it's got a text. Um, and experiencing these extremes in the context of triathlon is more exciting. I know it's probably a Norseman winner, but mm. the, it just looks. It's Norseman kind of level, isn't it? It is, but it doesn't have. It doesn't look to have that off-road sort of bit on the uh, on the, the biking on the bike course on this just looks sensational you go over the um, <laughs> man oh, what's the flipping climb you go over the, the, you go over the tunnel begins with G um, goat no um, try again giraffe no try again um, um, golden ward Go- gotham golden ward no, God, this is terrible. I've Grayden Ward. It's yeah, it's on here. It's Grayden Ward. Is it Grayden Ward? No, I've just got to. I've got to. I've got to find this because it's it's frustrating me now. I'm sure they're loving it. People listen to this. I guess it looks like an elevation. It goes. Let's make this map a little bit bigger. Two thousand five hundred meters. Gold podcast. Yeah, this is, seriously, team, just go to the website. <laughs> but it is. It's just. It, I'm the late. Gothard. Oh, the Gothard. The Gothard. That was go, my next guess. You go over the Goth pa- Gothard Pass, and that looks awesome. So you go over 2,091 metres from uh, around about 200 metres. So you go up a really big climb, come, come down, go up two more climbs, and then the run looks pretty insane no, as well. There's a run you go up 2,000 metres as well. I know. But you st- you're, starting from, you're starting from 500, so you only go up 1,500. Oh, that's, that's a long weak. way. That bike course, though, just looks sensational. Well, the thing is there's three peaks in the bike, so you kind of go up, then you drop mm. down, up, down and then a massive descent mm. and then based on this little graph I see in front of me you're going to be pretty fresh you're descending from 139 k's to 180 so you basically got 40 k's of descending you got a small little spike there at the end but you're going to be feeling pretty good off the bike and then you've got probably about half of the run the first half of the run is relatively yeah, flat pretty good here and then you basically walk to the finish wow awesome from 34 k's to 42 that looks steep see I reckon there's a market for this. You know, Ironman doesn't really go for this extreme course. Mm, I agree. There's, there's almost a market for a brand to get together and have like seven or eight races to be known as, I don't know, the extreme iron distance races. Mm. And, you know, and it'd be, it'd be its own little brand. You maybe have 10 races on the calendar. Because there's, you know, there's Norse a certain... Norseman, Alpe d'Huez, um, that one, the Kelp Man, uh, the one in the UK, the this Swiss one. Man, you know, mm. like if you get these kind of races, it's going to, you, you'll get them, there's a market for it. Mm. You know what I mean? And if, and if there was a strong brand that actually got its name out there, I'm sure races like this could probably fill up. Mm. Well, Norseman fills up. Yeah, exactly. So, But they're usually small, much smaller fields, aren't they? They're usually, you Yeah, know. but I, why, why couldn't you have a big field in something mm. like this? Like, mm. I'm sure a lot of the listeners out there have done a few Ironman, have ticked the box and done the fast ones and all the rest of it. You know, they, you know, it goes back to that Mike Plant point that, you know, like that whole her idea of that we really are just in it for the challenge. And uh, a race like this, that's the ultimate challenge. Mm, I'm looking, yeah, no, that looks wicked. Yeah. Are you going to do it? Uh, well, not after 2014. Is it 2015 project? Well, it'll, it'll, it'll get ticked off at some stage. What about our, um, our race? Sorry? Our running race. Where are we going? Mm, yeah. doesn't interest me as much as this. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You and Albert can go and do that when you and Marky P. Yeah, and, and um, Melina's coming. Yeah. He doesn't know yet, but yeah. he's coming. 
you just heard yeah. it here first, Melina. Okay, um, interesting piece about Brownlee stepping up to the distance next year. He's going to be doing Abu Dhabi, and I think that's pretty interesting, John. Yeah, but he's only doing the half, so it's not that interesting. Oh, he's only doing the half? Yeah, yeah. So it's like 1K, 100K, 10K. Nobody really does. I mean, oh, not I nobody does. I didn't read that it. bit. Yeah. I'd be I'd be really interested in this if he was doing the full the 200k ride and the 20k run, and I think he'd gas everybody. Because uh, do you think he would? Probably because it's predominantly a running race. I know you've got a bike 200k's, but they generally come off the bike. A lot of them come off together. Uh, so I'm not that excited about it. It's still cool to see. It. He said he's he John, said he's going to be doing John, quite a few other different races. You were just a killjoy. I'm sorry. It's a word I'm on more, the street. I'm, I was imagining you starting the news with this piece. I'm more interested to see. He has stated that he's going to try to run the 10,000 or qualify for the Commonwealth Games in the 10,000. I'm more interested in that to see how fast he can run a 10,000. What do you reckon he'll be able to do in 2830? Um, yeah, something like that, probably. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, something like that. Where would that get him? It's still in nowhere. No, but he'd have to qualify, surely. Um, for New Zealand. Yeah, for New Zealand. Come he'd be a top qualifier. Come be a Kiwi, Come be a Kiwi, we'll take you on. Yeah, so <laughs> Come but, join our triathlon team too. Yeah. <laughs> so Jeff, the Explosion Curry sent that one through and lots of other people um, posted that as well. Do you think because he'll be there, maybe some more, that field will get better? No. No, because it's just... Sorry for being killed, Joy, but no. What's your point with this one? Well, they've got the, they've got the Olympic 5 and 10,000 metre champion, the, the British. He's just going to spank them all, um, most likely. Although you have got some good Ethiopians and all that. that are No, no, I'm good. talking about Abu Dhabi. Uh, Abu Dhabi. Well, only if there's prize money. I mean, there's no. I don't think there's even any prize money in the, that half-distance race. Oh, but I'd be curious to see how much they paid to get him to do the race. Like, you wouldn't have done it just, you know, they'd send him over there to two days of PR. Mm. You don't do that for free, John. Mm. Yeah. What do you reckon it cost you to get? Like, if you were trying to get Alistair Brownlee to the House of Travel Triathlon, um, ten thousand dollars. You reckon? Yeah. Seriously? No, it'd be a lot more than that. If it was a Kiwi, if I paid Gimel or Brown, Gimel or Bevan Doherty or something like that, it'd a couple be, hundred. Yeah, Pick a couple hundred tax. Yeah. Um, but if I was putting on a race in the UK and wanted him to come and race in the UK, I would have thought ten thousand probably. But I'm just guess. I'm just totally guessing. What do you think, Bevan? I, I I wish we were golf, John. Do you? But what do you think? What would you have to pay him to get to your race? To come to New Zealand, let's say you had to get him here. Oh, he wouldn't. Nothing. He wouldn't do No, it. there's always a dollar, John. If yeah. I said a million dollars, he'd be here tomorrow. Yeah. Guarantee it. Mm. I think you'd be looking at around 50 grand. Mm. You know, probably around 50. Mm. And, and that'd be covering his costs as well. So you'd have to pay for his costs. So it'd probably cost you about 60 grand to get him here. Okay, you put on a race and you get him over. I don't think the return on investment would be that good. No. Do you reckon, like, how would you make your money on 50 grand off of getting a guy like him there? You definitely get a good field. Well, you have to do TV coverage and then you have to sell your advertisements on the TV coverage. And you just wouldn't get 50 grand for that. Would you get much from a field? Like, if Brownlee was racing Christchurch this weekend, I'm sure quite a few people, you get a lot of people entering the race, maybe? Mm, maybe. Or would he not? Maybe. You would get a lot more coverage. Would it be worth 50 grand? Anyway. Um, <laughs> One, one thing you guys can get onto, when we were over in Kona, we did, uh, Bevan and I did our swag bag, and we upped the ante from last year. Last year it was full of rubbish. No, it wasn't. Who won it last year? Pete McLeod won yeah, it Pete last McLeod, year. Pete McLeod, and he loved it. It had like He's... the mug and the gels and the magazines. Pete McLeod, and, you loved it, didn't you? Yeah, all that sort of stuff. This John, year. You don't diss him. We've gone, uh, we've gone a bit, bit higher grade. Just say we've, we've upgraded this year. Upgraded. It's a swag bag 2.0, John. It is. And uh, we've got lots of t-shirts in there. The main item in each, we've got two auctions going. The main item is there is one of our red I Am Talk jerseys from O2 Creation. Now, we did make a bit of a stuff up when we did this, didn't we, John? 
well, we got lots of signatures on there. We got Mecca, we got Crowey, we got Marinda, we got Joycey, um, Luke McKenzie. Did you get Joycey's? Yeah, yeah. When did you get Joycey's? Well, when you were gas bagging away with um, with uh, with Crowey, I was sitting there waiting with Joycey to get the mics. Gas bagging. I've had lots of good feedback on that on that interview. You did, you did that race, didn't you? <laughs> um, and so we got lots of cool signatures on there. But Leander Cave was our first interview we did when we got to Conan. We literally just got off the plane. The winner? And she's an Ironman world champion. Forgot to get her signature. And uh, we didn't end up catching with Pete Jacobs when we had the T-shirt with us. So we didn't get his. But everybody else's we've got. Yeah, but you know the other thing we didn't do? We put some on the back. Did we? Yeah. We thought about that later on. We go, oh, we should have put them all on the front. I think most of them are on the front. Uh, I don't know if any are on the back. Okay. I'm almost positive they're all no, on the front. No, I think you'll find if you win the T-shirt, right. <laughs> up on the back. Um, anyway, we've got those auctions up there. We've got one that's got a slightly more girls theme and one that's got a slightly more guys theme. And because uh, and product, the girls theme, there's a DZ Nuts uh, girls T-shirt and, a, and, a, and, a, and some girl chamois cream. And then on the guys side of things, there's some, some more guy style caps and also um, and guys chamois cream. So um, we've got links. We'll be able to put links up on our website. It's also up on our Facebook page. It's going really well already. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, the money all goes to CAF. Yep. So it's, Challenge it's, Athletes Foundation. So it's, you know, we get nothing from it. It's just about, you know, giving back to the community, John. Exactly. So John's actually really good at this. We were in Coney's grabbing little bits everywhere. And oh, we've got Beach Milk t-shirts. We've got, I've got, I've sold there some of the Essex shoes I got given as well. That's going in the, in the Did the ones well. go for Belinda? Uh, no, they're still sold. Uh-uh. Yeah, which is odd because they're the most common size. They're like a, anybody wants a size nine and a half. Is it nine and a half? Maybe, yeah, nine and a half DS races. So the best shoot out of the lot. Do you have a reserve? Uh, yeah, I did, but it was pretty reasonable. Okay, fair enough. eBay.com team, we'll, we'll put a link on to up, 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 I am talk, talk, me sponsor, John. So the T-shirt theme this week, uh, Athlinks, I've got the T-shirts on the site. Athlinks.com slash storeshirts.aspx or you just go to their website and click on, I presume you click on the, the shop button, you do, and uh, they've got some cool looking tees, nice colours, Girl style, guy style, Troy. I think Bevan and John need a T-shirt. I, I agree, and the pricing is what I like, John. Eighteen dollars for a T-shirt. Mm, nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And the cool thing is, John, and I always talk about this when I talk about their T-shirts, but it's true. So, John, you look pretty fit right now. Thanks, Bevan. It's just you know, because you're an athlete, and when yeah. athletes look fit, yeah. John, your ads on the website this week. Where? Five K run in Christchurch. Nice. It came out. You take it over. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare click on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that <was> payback. <laughs> so, um, athlinks.com, but the t-shirts are cool fitting. And I don't know about you, but Troy's looking like a supermodel. And just when you're an athlete, you're not Troy. Is it? I think that's Andrew. Oh, is that Andrew? I think. Yeah, it is Andrew, actually. Troy's, Troy's got the dark hair, isn't he? Get yeah. it right, Bev. Andrew's the supermodel. Troy, sharp yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So styly t-shirts, good pricing, and it's a great way because I know a lot of but guys... But a good fitting, and that's what yeah. I hate because I hate it when you buy a t-shirt and it turns up in... A tent. Yeah. Can't have tents. Because we're athletes, Sean. We have yeah. athletes' bodies. We want to show them off. Uh, so check it out on athlinks.com. It's the one way you guys you know, often struggle to think how you can support athletes because you go in there and do all your results and what have you, but this is one way you can support them, get their brand out there, and uh, yeah, check it out, athlinks.com. Okay, so discussion of the week last week was Brent Campbell sent it through and he's just wondering, for those who have gotten into a rut 
or a period of where you feel overtrained, how did you get out of it? And uh, John, do you want to start? No, you can start. Okay, Tim Tansley's got a great topic. I'm right at the bottom of the rut just now. It's winter and I'm goalless and I'm struggling to find an event to inspire my next season. Nothing to do with overtraining as I had a short course year and a full month off in August, September. Just not feeling the love for training right now. So he's got no answers. He wants help. <laughs> okay. Uh, Anton Samurai, forget about triathlon for two months. Um I forgot about triathlon for two months, was in a big hole after Ironman Wisconsin, can't wait to get back training after two months of no swim, bike, run. Rob, uh, McNarama is uh, buying your bike. Mm. It, it does inspire you for a couple of days, doesn't it? It does. You know, yeah. you, you, until it gets dirty and then, you know, just another bike. Don't, don't clean it. Yeah. Uh, Gary Fegan, new goals such as qualifying or picking a race that excites such excites, such as Emberman, Norseman, etc. Picking an event with a competitive SOB of um, um, of a mate like Nick Nose Rose. Yes. So you have a reason to train. Lastly, don't be afraid to have a break, but set a date for your return. I've had nearly three months off structured training, but didn't just do nothing. Now I'm keen to get stuck in again and kick the Admiral's ass at Tahoe. I didn't mention of ethics here. Did I mention competition? Segue to ethics rules. Yeah. Uh, Joanna Patterson Parsons got um, went off and got myself a coach. Worked like magic, John. It's a magic sound. I was motivated again and started seeing results, which motivated me even more. Best thing I have ever done. Des Atkinson, big difference between a rut, overreaching, and overtrained. I've been in an overtraining hole for well over a year after two Ironmans and five weeks during 2011. A run around the block knocks me out for three days. I ran a half marathon and couldn't do anything for six weeks afterwards. It's driving me nuts. If you could do an, get an expert on the show, it'd be good. I do agree with Tim. It uh, seems to coincide with other work, study, life changes. Uh, well, Cannon's got I, um, number one, either take some competitive days off or an unspecified amount of days where... When you wake up and do whatever you feel like, when hunger returns, go back to normal. Second, race. Whenever that would be a sprint try um, in the middle of the Ironman build-up, a running race or some whack race, e.g. Tough Mudder. Have you, have you Tough Mudder? You've me that one. Yeah. Uh, does wonders to motivation. Three, the good preventative measure for this is to have consistent communication with your coach or yours. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> you, you, Y-U-R-S. Yours. Yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, Craig Brighthouse, last post. Uh, get him. Oh, no, wait a second. He must have pushed to return. He's got yourself. Don't <laughs> 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 just aimlessly prolong ignoring signs of overtraining until it's too late. Uh, Craig Brighthouse, go man versus wild and change it up. Get out a map, uh, pair of unknown, uh, pick an unknown area and plan an epic training day in a completely new environment location, e.g. big mountain run or mountain bike with lots of river crossings, etc. Get dirty, get sore and get bruised. Nice. Last one, Nick Hatton has got moves that he's getting a new job or another child. <laughs> oh no, he didn't have another child. Training suddenly has a lot less, seems a lot less important. So I think we need to, we do need to separate things out I think Des Atkinson really summed it up really well I think most of the suggestions we've had here are sort of more about getting out of a rut if you're just sort of feeling a bit demotivated and not really quite sure what to do I think we probably will need to I'll do a separate section on Coach's Corner and maybe get somebody on about that uh, in terms of if you're overtrained because that's a quite a big separate separate topic but I think those suggestions in there have been fantastic in terms of uh, in terms of maybe helping getting out of a rut in terms of get overtrained then you generally just need to have a break and as I said we'll go into that in another day um, but what for me just well, get I, I, just on that I do think having a coach is really important for that one having some accountability is often good yeah because the thing is is that 
one of the downfalls of, of Ironman athletes is that we always think more is better. And so you'll have these big blocks where you do a load of training, but it's actually about, you know, getting the gains of that is having that downtime afterwards. Mm. And, you know, if you're going to do an epic weekend, you need a really easy couple of weeks afterwards. And a lot of people just get straight back into it. And so, as John says, the accountability can be really important if you are someone who's doing a lot of volume. Mm. So but anyway, back to you. Keep keeping a log, things like that. Um, putting it up on your fridge, doing some different things. John, I reckon the other thing is, is you've got to set a goal pretty quickly. I think what happens mm. is is that when you set a goal like doing an Ironman, you suddenly experience a period of life where you feel very focused. Like I know for you right now, you've suddenly got focus back again. Mm. You know, and, and I know it's the early stage of this Project I'm, 2014. I'm, f- I'm fully into it. It does look pretty focused. You, even <laughs> took it, you showed me his hairy chest this morning. But, <laughs> but you know, so we get this really – and then we get the, all the – benefit of that we, there's that focused feeling that feels great You've, your esteem goes up you know you, you make decisions your behaviour gets better you make better decisions around behaviours all those types of things happen and then once you achieve that goal that stuff tends to slip away mm-hmm. and I often think the biggest mistake people wait, do is they wait too long to reset a goal oh yeah you know and I think it's you know after an Ironman it's been a pretty consuming thing to do you know you, you, you know, energy wise exercise wise physically and all the rest of it so it's good to have some downtime where you're a bit lazy kind of bum around but I kind of think at least within the next month you should have reset a new target mm-hmm. now it may be different parameters so it might be that you're not going to be doing Ironman training but you need to set a target that, that still excites you and and I think that's the thing is that often when you come off an Ironman type of training where you're used to doing high volume to set a target that's less in volume doesn't excite you so much. So you mm-hmm. might have to find a race that's a sprint race, but you know, wouldn't make you train faster with less time. But you're really trying to find that goal that gives you that same level of excitement and motivation to get to that focusness that you've experienced when you're doing Ironman. Focusnessness. You like that? That's a, that's yeah, I checked that. Put that down down in the Oxford Dictionary. That, that's my point, John. <laughs> that's your point. <laughs> yeah. Mark Johnson's got a point. Loving the honesty, chaps. Um, he does mention a few things, but he his, Where does this come from? What do you mean? What are you doing now? This week's topic. We've already talked about them. No, when this one, this week's oh, coming, coming up, up. Coming okay. up, this week's post. <laughs> okay. Mark Johnson, loving the honesty chaps discussion. Um, who would win, a polar be- grizzly bear, a polar or grizzly bear? Um, seriously, I think you should revisit some earlier shows. It's been going for a long time, so people who are new to the sport of po- or podcast will not know everything you've covered. John, top- what are you talking about here? Polar bear versus... <laughs> well, he, he put it up there. He, he was wanting to know if, what people think. Who would win, a polar bear or a grizzly bear? It depends on where they're fighting. I would say grizzly. Well, but if they're fighting in the ice, yes. polar bear's got the advantage. Mm. Anyway, that's that topic covered. Done. <laughs> okay, we're gonna uh, put your put your answer in this uh, discussion. Um, but Mark's question was, "What is your most dreaded session and why?" Most dreaded session and why? It's kind of an evolve, ev- evolution of last week's question. Yeah, you can say that. And say polar bear versus grizzly bear. Yes. So there you go. That's this week's topic. I reckon probably. Well, they're both only. Oh, wow. Yeah, let's, let's do some Wikipedia on that one, guys. Yeah. Okay then, uh, so this is this week's discussion. John, what are we going to talk about next? Let me put up my show notes here. Okay, do you want to put some music on? Chuck some music on. Okay, here's some music. Website of the week. That was pretty good, mate. I was pretty happy with that one. Good. Yeah, we just kind of we got that, that site bit. Nice. We were in harmony. We're on a mission today. Well, because John turned up late, yep. and then Thames and Lewis didn't turn up. 
Tamsin, jeez. Nick Josie. Tamsin Lewis was pretty rocking at the party. Mm. And, uh, and and we don't, we don't, we don't, that's all we we're going to say. And, uh, and you know, she sent us an email saying, hey, look, you know, I did the doctor shit. So we're going to get her on the show because she did, she's a doctor, so she's a pretty smart girl. And she helped out at the medical tent in, in Kona. And so she was mm. just going to give some insight. And John's first comment back was about that part. <laughs> Bugger the mid tent, tell us about the party. <laughs> I just laughed. Uh, but Nick Josie, he, he, he was talking about the Triple Crown that I mentioned last week. You guys, uh, Where is this? Oh, yeah, here you we guys go. interviewed Jordan Rapp a while ago and he referred to the Triple Crown of Triathlon. I think it was the ITU World Long Course Champion, the 70.3 Ironman World, and, and then the Ironman World Championships. Um, he also came across, uh, and I just is just a quick website. So wait, week. was Rep saying. You could have like an overall crown for the who does the best yeah, in all. Yeah, in all three. It would be quite cool. There used to be, he, he was uh, just a random article on strength training that he's got here from Mark Allen. That's the website we're going to refer to. Um, but he also indicates that Mark Allen said the triple crown in the good old days used to be the Ironman World Championships, the Zoffingen Duathlon, uh, and the Nice Triathlon. And if you won all three of those, your financial package was pretty good for that year. Because... Um, Zoffingen. What was that? Zoffingen? Zoffingen. Uh, so it was Kona. No, Kona, Zoffingen, and Nice. And so Zoffingen had fantastic money. Can't remember the exact amount, but it was pretty. It was enough to get almost all the good guys there. Uh, nice was always really good money because they were trying to beat up on Kona. And then Kona, I don't think, was massive money, but that probably gave you a huge amount of endorsement opportunities. So Mark Allen. You know, um, I don't know how many times he won Zoffingen, but I remember watching a few times and he won it. Uh, he definitely won Nice, I think, every time that he did it. He won it either 10 or 11 times, and he won Kona, you know, consecutive years from 89 to what it must have been about 94, something like that. So that used to be the old Triple Crown, but the Rapster was suggesting the ITU Worlds, 70.3 Worlds, and Ironman World Championships. If you did all those, won all those, I think you'd be a pretty legitimate world champion. But yeah. anyway, no, um, no, no. Sorry, I wasn't really listening to you, but it's true. Uh, but Nick Josie also sent through a link. We'll put that up there. Um, an article. John, by I'm M- kind of reading the article, and it's kind of a bit old school. Okay, I don't know if it's a great article. Okay, Mark Allen did a piece on the 12 best um, strength exercises, but I imagine this was written a long time ago, and okay. I, would, I would argue that some of the science and, and strength conditioning nowadays would say this is probably not the best way to do it nowadays. Okay, well I've got a better one for you there then. Andrew Johnson. Um, oh, nice, good work. He um, won the Great Floridian a few weeks back. Wow, good, and, well, really, well done. And he's got triumphtraining.com, and he's done a strength and conditioning um, book for triathletes. I had a read through it. The other Where is it? Um, there's a link link there, the Amazon, and if you go in there, this, he has got the full range. It's not like Mark Allen's just got the classic sort of exercise. This is just a weights room. Nowadays, yeah. you know what, the, the, the term we're using a lot more is functional training, so a lot more functional training, which means you're using the movements that you would use in sport yeah. as a way to develop your strength. Anyway, that's what um, Andrew's gotten his, because I had to look through his book and it's all good stuff. <laughs> Jeez, I'm glad I said that. Then I look pretty yeah. wise, don't I? Yeah. That's what it matters. There we go. Yeah. And we'll have a link for that. It's so what is it called? Um, have you read the book? I've had a good. I've had a sc- good scan through it. Yeah, did, it's nice and periodized. <laughs> I've, I've looked at the book. It's my copy. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, what about me? So you can get it on Amazon. We'll have a link up there and uh, check it out. Okay. Well, wait a second. What's what's it saying, doing, John? If we're going to talk about a book, what's, what what is it? What is it? It's a strength and conditioning book. Yeah. It's a holistic strength training for triathlon. Okay. Continue. Okay, good. And he's even got some stuff on here. There we go. Can you, you normally preview books on Amazon, can't you? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, so get, well, that can be this week's website, Andrew's website. Okay. 
Not that Mark Allen doesn't know his stuff. I'm sure Mark Allen probably just, dis- dis- you know, just dispute- and for, with four word by Joe Friel. If Joe Friel's endorsing it, it must be good. That's the key to a book, John. It's just getting your endorsement, isn't it? Who's going to endorse your book, Bevan? Well, Michelle. Me. No, no. Well, I'm hoping Michelle Bridges. Michelle Obama. No, Michelle Bridges. You know her? No, she can't be that good if she's. No, she's pretty big in Australia nowadays. A good friend of mine, and uh, well, I wouldn't say a good friend, but a good friend of mine, and she's uh, she's on the Biggest Loser in Australia, mm-hmm. and she's uh, pretty big in Australia. She's pretty massive, and I'm writing my book right now. Yeah. And I think if she can give me an endorsement, that's good. They'll give me a few copies. There you see, this book has got asked the, you yet, the importance of strength and flexibility, the core concepts of stability, the strength of the workouts, and the power of putting it all together, and the questions and answers. Well, and the other, thing, the other thing about Mark Allen's one was if you look at the workout he gave you, it would, it would be an hour and a half in the weights room. Mm-hmm. You know, And I always think that when you're doing strength conditioning with Ironman athletes, you're looking for three half-an-hour sessions a week. You know, for key focus yeah. areas, and that's where functional training really works because you can work multiple muscle groups at one time. And uh, yeah, so do you know what the point of today's website of the week was? What was the point, John? I should have actually looked at the marker. <laughs> that's the that. point, John. That's the point. <laughs> Luckily, I did. Yeah, twenty-eight. See, this guy's got twenty-eight five stars. Good. I'm going to get this book. Have you Good. got it? Maybe I should Good. read it. Maybe I should read your copy. Uh, right, slstry.com. Our sponsor. Yeah. A lot of you guys are going into winter now. And what happens in winter? It gets cold. It gets cold. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it gets cold, but what does shouldn't happen is, is a stop in any of your training. And if you have you the, ever missed a day because of cold weather? Of course I have not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you want to look stylish, get a bit of compression going, and still ride your bike uh, during winter, get a pair of compression full length sleeves from SLS Try. Only seventy nine bucks. They look stylish. They've got a nice little knee pad, a little little bit of colour in there. They're not just just straight black. What is it? Knee pads for sleeves? Well, they've just got a little nothing. Not necessarily knee pads. They've just got a little design, a little bit of design work on the knee and the front of the shin, just to give a little bit of. But wait a second, John. Wait, are they leg sleeves? You mean? They're like leg warmers. Oh, because you said sleeves. I was thinking arms. Well, they call them sleeves. Yeah, but leg sleeves. Mm, yep. Leg sleeves. Yep. So I'm with you now. Full length sleeves. Only seventy nine ninety. From uh, SLS Try, put on your code I am talk, you get a nice little discount on that. And uh, got four or five sizes there. Well, so. I think that's a good thing about these kind of things, you guys. Is, you know, you go out, if you, let's say you go on a long ride and you leave at six in the morning because you've got a life mm. and you, you've got to fulfill on the rest of the day, you kind of go out for a six hour bike ride. At six in the morning, you're bloody freezing. So you kind of put you know, your longings on, but then you get halfway through your ride and you get too hot because it might warm up a little bit. Something I do regularly, Bevan. Well, you should get some of these sleeves. Mm, You've got sleeves, haven't you? Yeah. 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 And so then you put your sleeves on and then you know, once you kind of get a bit hot, you can pull over, just quickly whip them off. off. Doesn't disturb your ride too much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Bob's your uncle. I'm hearing you. Check it out, slstry.com. But John, these, these also help to increase muscle performance during training. Exactly. So well, we we're creating new words all day today, exactly. aren't we? But that way, that way, what happens is you're also more efficient as a trainer. The one thing you want to do when you go to SLS Try is you do want to check out their sizing. And if you go to each product, they have a sizing chart there for you. So for a person like you, how tall are you, John? Uh, 175 centimetres. I don't know what I am in feet. You're probably about 175, probably about 5'9". Mm-hmm. And I'm 5'11". Mm-hmm. So we'd both probably go for the size fours. If you're ever in doubt, though, just email them and they will let you know. Just give them your measurements of your legs because I've got skinny legs and, and um, Sebastian and um, the team there will, will let you know what you should be getting. So the, they'd like to consider themselves a sizing expert. So it is true. Pop, pop and I do think them. with internet things, there is always that risk of, will I get the right size? And so mm. do send them, your, you know, just send me details and they'll let you know. So mm. SLS, try, guys. Make sure you get it, especially if you're heading into winter because... You know, for 80 bucks for good quality compression tights is really cheap, first of all. 
But second of all, when gotta you're out there after training... look your knees. Oh, yeah, far out, yeah. If, if it's Those bo- joints. Yeah, yeah, got to look after your knees. If it's cold, you should not go training without um, leg warmers on. Okay, John, um, interview. Interview. We've got an interview with Andrew. Sensational interview. It probably wasn't my best work, to be honest. Wasn't it? It was a good interview, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it wasn't my best work. Okay. It wasn't Crowy. Yeah, okay. I think Crowy's now my okay. new standard. But Andrew's a good bloke. Oh, no, no, far out, you. This guy's an animal. <laughs> Animal, John, you don't even listen to it yet, but it's, 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 it's the guy is so he does 48 Ironman in 40, 48, no, in four months. And within that, which you'll hear about in a second, he had a two and a half week break because he didn't have a support crew, right. so he kind of could have done it in nearly three months. Yeah, so one of the questions I was going to ask, and I don't know, you can tell me if you ask it or not, is no. uh, <laughs> So he, he basically did an iron distance training day or he didn't actually, wasn't able to do No, he couldn't get any races in. Okay. But you know what, let's listen to him and we'll talk okay. afterwards. Here okay. we go. Here's Andrew, great work. Right, so we've got Jason Langston on the show today and Jason Langston is from tohelpthem.com and um, I think I'll probably let him tell his story about where it starts from but he's kind of done something that's pretty phenomenal and uh, welcome along Jason and maybe you just want to share with the uh, the listeners what you've been doing over the last 12 months of your life. Well, the last four months is uh, where I've been traveling around the United States completing an iron distance triathlon in each one of the states. Uh, It was inspired by my dog who was uh, slated to be put down by a local animal shelter and I adopted her back in 2006 and in 2010 I was hit by a car uh, while training for Ironman Louisville here in the United States and after I went through uh, surgery and uh, months of rehabilitation, I wanted something to go, I don't know, something big to do. So I started researching to find out if anyone's ever done an iron distance try in each one of the uh, 48 contiguous states. And it had never been done, so I figured I would go out there and attempt to do it, to finish it or do it. And you did it in four months? Correct. Uh, it started on July 7th in 2012 and finished on November 7th, 2012. And so how many did you do completely in the end? A total of 48 is how many I completed, one in each one of the 48 contiguous United States. Well, you're a man. Okay, so before we, so as we get started, first of all, why was, (laughs) why did you go for such a massive amount? You know, for most people just turning up and doing an Ironman in itself is kind of that big life achievement. Uh, You know, obviously you set the mark a lot higher than that. Why, why did you kind of set up with that goal? After getting hit by the car, I, I, I've done an Ironman before, and then I branched after doing the Ironman, doing ultra marathons. And after getting hit by the car, I just figured, why not go all out? I mean, it's, it, life is precious, and since you never know what can happen the next day while out on a training, uh, why not go for as as far as the body could go? And I wanted to see how far I could push it, and I still haven't found the limit, but 48 was where I'm going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you got to set out. So, how long ago did you set out with the goal of trying to complete 48 Ironmans in four months? Oh goodness. Uh, let's see. I was hit by the car in April of 2010. Uh, had surgery in August. So, sometime in middle of last year, 2011, is when I came up with the idea of going out here and trying to complete one in each one of the states. Uh, last year, I was racing mostly uh, cycling events uh, here in the United States. So I got my pro-am uh, classification last year racing. And I also wanted to give 
I've done a lot of like the ultras and triathlons. I want to give my shoulder at least a year before I tried to put a lot of swimming on it. Yeah. Uh, so then I started swimming. Let's see. Probably around December, January, I started putting small miles on it, working my way up to starting in July. So, so you know, like the physical side of it, we'll talk about that in a minute, but logistically, how did you plan around making this successful? Because I imagine it was pretty life-consuming. Going into it before you even started, what kind of logistical planning did you have to put in place to make sure that you could make this work? Um, not really sure. <laughs> I mean, oh, really? It's, it's all a blur. It's been a blur. Um, I, I set up my routes based off of starting in Florida and working my way around the country. I uh, have an RV and I've been living out of it for the last four months. Wow. So realistically what it was was wake up in the morning doing uh, an iron distance try in that state, then and the way I worked my courses was I would start at the pool so I could video it to document that. Yep. Then courses were designed to give me a 112-mile bike and then the marathon to get me closer to the next state. So they were all point-to-point uh, -point, uh, iron distance tries. They weren't a circle route or anything like that. Uh, so that gave me at least two hours worth of less driving, getting me closer to the next state. <laughs> and I finished, we would drive to the next state and then start – not the next day because I would have to recoup a little bit and then uh, two days later start up again. And that was about the, the schedule we worked. I had a uh, about a two and a half week off period in between late August and the 1st of September due to a, a lag time between two of my support crews. They uh, One was had to go back to work and the next one wasn't able to get off work in time to come out. So I had a two-week off period, so I had a little bit of time to enjoy myself then. But my body was antsy. It, it wanted to get back out there. I got used to doing them roughly every other day. And the last 10, that's how they were. They were straight every other day. Really? Wow. And so, so then tell us about the physical, you know, like obviously, so you'd do a race and then you'd have a day off completely or what would you do? Um, that's about how it worked. I would start at, um, a lot of the pools, they had conflicts getting in at seven o'clock in the morning. So most of the time I started around eight, eight thirty, whichever time zone I was in and then would run for, or had a clock that was running, 17 hour cutoff. That was my uh, cutoff. Most of them I finished around in between 1545 and 1615, something around that. Yep. I wasn't going all out. I mean, I was. Of course. <laughs> we're doing it every other day. There's <laughs> yeah. no to finish 48 in 17 hours. There is no reason to try for a 10 hour Ironman. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I'd have one day to rest and recoup afterwards, and then you would go get back at it the next day. Uh, only really had problems for two states, M Massachusetts and Maine. I had uh, shin splints on my left shin, uh, changed my strategy a little bit, and that seemed to heal itself. Only picked up two blisters throughout the whole time, and that was about it. No saddle sores, nothing else. You know, like obviously the injuries, you know, injury prevention is pretty important, but also just how did the body handle that mess? You know, like if you're saying you're kind of sitting around 16 hours every second day, you know, with that two and a half break in between, how'd the body handle the physical side of it? You know, did, did was it okay or did it, did, did you get kind of, did you kind of get that kind of chronic fatigue kind of state? That's about what you get into. I mean, it's just like running an ultra marathon. You get into that chronic fatigue, but you, you, your body gets used to it. You just run on that, uh, 
that feeling of just being tired and run down, but that's, it's just a repetitive tired and run down. What, what about the mental side of things? You know, um, obviously being an ultra athlete, you've, you've probably, probably got a pretty strong mind for these longer types of events, but I can't imagine you've probably done, you know, two months of this kind of intensity. What did you learn from this experience about yourself within yourself? What I learned from myself. Um, I mean, I knew where I, before going into this, I knew what kind of mental state I needed to be in to be able to complete this. Uh, there were a couple times that I had not doubts, but I, I remember one time specifically my uh, RV, the alternator went out in it. And we were broke down in the middle of nowhere. And luckily it happened right at the transition between the bike and the run. And there were several times well, we weren't really sure what was wrong with the RV, but it, it, we were able to get it cranked, but it started losing power. So I was doing three mile out and back. So I'd run a mile and a half out, a mile and a half back. And every time I came in, the, the voltmeter on the RV was getting lower and lower and lower. And for once, I actually questioned, should I keep going on? Because if the RV breaks down, I've just blown my whole time schedule. There's no way to be able to complete one in two days because I don't have a vehicle to be able to drive there. And um, so there was a couple low times like that where it, it challenged me mentally. Uh, but on the most part, it, it, I had to be pretty sturdy going into this, knowing what could happen or be prepared for anything that could happen, just mentally go through it. In regards to now you finish it, are you, have, are you kind of having that kind of low, you know, like I know a lot of athletes out there, they kind of, you know, you achieve an Ironman and you've, you've had this growth and this kind of focus period and you achieve this massive, you know, adversity. A lot of people afterwards have this kind of down. How are you feeling right now? The postpartum depression? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. A little bit. I mean, we've, me and my mother's still here on the road with me. My uh, other support person had to go back to work. And, uh, it's helping a little bit because we're while traveling back to Florida from California. Yep. We're stopping by several national parks on the way back, so we're kind of turning this into a little bit of a sightseeing vacation on the way back. So that's helping some. Uh, already, you know, trying to figure out what I might want to do next year to either up the stakes or at least <laughs> my body. Regards <laughs> to, did you actually do any iron races? I originally had looked at doing some iron distance races and some non-races because there's multiple states that don't even have an iron distance race in them yep. so when i was doing this it was i i looked at the time frame and since i was trying to complete one every other day there was no way to work in a state without flying to it and then flying back yep. and then that would have really made it uh, more physically challenging uh, plus, I was trying to keep a cohesiveness with them. So the ones that do not have iron, iron distance races in them, I would have to video the swim in a pool. Uh, I would have done a leg swim, but then I would have had to have a kayaker or somebody out there with me. And then somebody could argue, did you really do 2.4 miles? Yeah. With the pool swim, I can set up a video camera. I did, you know, uh, 85 down and backs in a 25-yard pool. That is 2.41 miles. So there was no arguing with that. I figured if I did them all the exact same way, it would keep a cohesiveness between all of the events instead of having some being races, some not being races. And 
then it just gets into possibility more people arguing it. So you recorded your, your swims with the video as, as a record. So obviously, how did you do it with the bike and the run? How did you prove that you'd done those? I uh, used a, a Garmin 800 on the bike, and then for the run, I had a 310 XT. Great. And then I also carried a, I can't remember what the mile number is, but it was a, it was a secondary uh, Garmin GPS unit. I carried as backup for all of them. So in case any of them failed, I still had a backup GPS unit. And so what, so, so you must have the record, surely? Correct. They're all on Garmin Connect right now. Uh, most of the bikes, I did at least a uh, 112.5 miles. And then for the runs, I did all 26.5 miles. That way, if by some strange reason, someone wants to argue that the GPSs weren't accurate, I was, you know, <clears throat> 0.5 miles over on the bike and 0.3 miles over on the run. So I had a little bit of buffer also. And, and, and is that the world record? Like, I'm not up to date with the most Ironmans in the, in the, you know, normally it's done in a year. Is that the record for a year? Um, as far as I'm calling it, yes, it's for, for a year. The, the record that Guinness holds right now is 20 in a year. <laughs> you told me who you killed there. <laughs> there's a man out there who right now is trying to complete 30 within a year. Uh, but I'm still 48 or I'm at 48. So I'm 18 up on him whenever he finishes, I think in December is when he's looking at finishing. Uh, I'm working with Guinness to try to get this classified. They have a, uh, one of their requirements, which kind of negates what I'm doing, not negate, but it uh, keeps me from being in their record books, is they say that the triathlons cannot be put on specifically for the world record attempt. Uh, okay. Well, in several of my states, there were not races, so there was no way that anyone will ever be able to set this record based off of Guinness guidelines. Yep. Uh, I'm sending them emails to try to change that, but it depends upon the politics with them if they want to change it or not. So, so you're obviously trying to fundraise as you're doing this. Tell us about what you're fundraising for. Uh, I was fundraising for three different charities. Uh, one was the National ASPCA here in the United States, then uh, Villa Lobos, which is based out of New Orleans, Louisiana, and then a smallest charity was called Pitt Sisters. They're located out of Jacksonville, Florida. All three of them uh, try to raise awareness to stopping animal abuse and promoting pet adoption. Wow, that's pretty cool, mate. So um, if you want to support, uh, you just go to helptothem.com and you've, you've got a link that they can go to all those different places? Correct. Do helpthem.com. It's the numeral two and then helpthem.com. And so, so what next, mate? You know, like you kind of achieved this massive goal. Do you kind of just sit back and enjoy for a while and then look at another kind of challenge or? Um, there's a couple of Guinness records I'm looking at that are, that will be done with sanctioned events because after all this, if I can't get them to allow these into the record books, it would be terrible to walk away and not have a Guinness record. So there's a couple <laughs> at to try to surpass. Um, but those are in the, pre-planning stages right now for next year well, what kind of cost was this you know obviously there's a there's a financial cost of not working um and uh but being away from life for four months as well what kind of cost would something like this cost you uh right now we're sitting in somewhere i haven't told up the exact cost but we're sitting somewhere in between 20 to twenty-five thousand dollars us wow. wow so it's a big commitment isn't it it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I suppose just, you know, as you know, because you're a bit of an inspiration for many people out there, I imagine. For those listening out there who would be looking at, you know, because this would appeal to a certain type of person. Obviously, it's not your everyday Joe, but 
what, you know, if someone is thinking about doing something crazy like you, what you've just done, what would you, what would be some advice you'd give them? Oh, don't do it. No, um, <laughs> um, it's pre-plan. Uh, make sure that you have a good mental base and a good support crew. Because if you don't have a good support crew, then even if you do have a low period, you have to have somebody there to help push you through it also. Uh, someone that's positive to keep you going because you don't want them going, oh, you're tired? Good. Let's quit. Mm. Uh, so having a good support crew, make sure that you're mentally focused beforehand and, you know, the sky's the limits. Go for it. Have fun. On that, on that front, with the support crew, how did you, did you kind of spend some time with them telling them, training them how to help you? A lot of it was a learning experience as we went along. Uh, Two of my support crew, they've been with me at other events, so they knew what to do. And then my mother, she's been uh, with me since I've started other other events also. So she's seen uh, what I've gone through. A lot of it was a learning experience for each one. Uh, the first person I had out on the road, she wrote up a um, full diagram of different things to do. So as I got a new support crew person, they could read through, not the rule book, but the uh, guideline book of what to do at each stop and how to be prepared for what I needed out on the road. Yep. And, and did, were there any problems with the support crew? <sighs> they got lost a couple of times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we had GPS units set up for the RV to be able to make it from stop to stop because you can only carry so much water on the bicycle. So we had it set up to where they would meet me every 25 miles to give me hydration and uh, to where I could get other goo packs and stuff. I mean, in a normal race, you would have stopped every 10 miles. So yeah. it was a little bit farther, but it, it all worked out. Um, it got, there were a couple of times where even though we had pre-planned these perfect routes, it would come up to the road was closed for some reason. They were there were doing construction or there was a washout or what have you. So we had to make courses on the fly. Uh, one course, uh, it the road itself went and made a U-turn and got onto an expressway above the road, an overpass. Oh, no. And she kept driving straight, not understanding that the road had changed. And this was right at the end of the bike route. Oh, no. Uh, at the end of the bike route, 112 and a half. And I called her on the phone. I said, where are you? <laughs> Finish, where are you? I was able to, luckily, with the give her the cross sections and she or crossroads, and she was able to find me and get up there. And that was one of the hairier times, or another time where the road was a gravel road, and the, the support crew didn't want to turn down the dirt road because they thought the GPS was taking them the wrong way. But they were the only roads to be able to get from one area to another here in Colorado. So it, there were a couple times that the support crews got lost, but we just, you know, you work through it. That's if, if you let something like that ruin the day, then, you know, it, it's going to make this a lot more challenging. Just, just lastly, what was it like to ride through your country? Like I imagine just to be in nature, you know, to experience the country in that way would have been pretty amazing experience. It was. It, it gave me – I mean, I already had an appreciation for the country. I've traveled around before, but never this extensively. It's the first time I've ever been able to go into each state within the United States and it's a very diverse country, much less from seeing uh, different types of scenery uh, to just the animals that you could sneak up on, especially on the run. Uh, they wouldn't notice that you were coming where they can hear cars coming or what have you, and you could sneak up on them. I've seen you know, skunks and 
uh, raccoons and possums and deer and uh, all different animals that just are out in nature. And, and uh, being away from a lot of the city lights was nice also. You got to see actually the, the way the stars look and yeah. how they before a lot of man-made artificial lights that kind of clutter the skies. Yeah, well, great, mate. Well, well, well done, Jason, because I think uh, you've achieved something that, you know, 99.9% of the population would never even bother considering. And uh, it's, it's, you know, even just to contemplate doing it's one thing, but to actually complete it is a pretty phenomenal experience. If you guys want to support what Jason was into, you go to uh, to help them, and we'll have a link to that on our website.com. But uh, good work, mate, and uh, let us know about your next challenge when you're doing that. Okay, will do. Thank you very much. Awesome, mate. It was really interesting talking to him post the interview. I kind of quick chat to him afterwards and he was talking about the Guinness Book of Records and he was just saying that he's he's not sure if he's going to be recognised because they have that rule he, he talks about in the interview. Official, yeah. Well, they have to done a race that's not just put on for you. Yeah. And so it kind of kind of stuffs them up a little bit. But mm. it's kind of, you know, he's kind of saying there's, there's three records that are kind of iconic. Like Dean, who's the guy, Dean Carnazes? Carnazes. Carnazes. He runs ran 350 miles without sleep, mm-hmm. and it's kind of record, but Guinness doesn't recognise it. And mm-hmm. so the, he's kind of saying he sits in that place where there are records that you know that are world records that no one's ever beaten, never done mm-hmm. before, but they won't recognise them. And so he's in that place right now where he's trying to see if they can recognise them. And, and you kind of think, like when you listen to the interview, which they would have, he's, he's, he's put a lot of effort into recording. His, so he videoed every swim, his GPSs, mm. he had two backup GPSs, his heart rate zone. So you could see he was doing what he was doing. But you've got to have, I mean, it, I totally agree with what you're saying there, but um, you could have somebody else ride your bike, couldn't you? I mean, how you've got to legitimise it some other some other way. Oh, as in? In terms of, yeah, if it's not, not an official race. It's a hard one, isn't it? Mm. I can see both sides of the coins. Mm. Because the guy has obviously done the most ever. Mm. You know, in four months, he did 48 iron. But he organised it all, it wasn't... Um, yeah, but he still did it. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, don't, I'm not disputing anything that he's done. John. I'm just saying in terms of recognise it as a, as a record, uh, that'll be a challenge. But we recognise him as being an awesome, awesome achievement. Well, he's, a, he's a record holder in my eyes, John. Mm. Good. Yep. So, good stuff, Bevan. I'm getting crinkly sounds. Getting crinkly sounds. Yep. Okay, um, questions. Hold on, hold on. Um, extreme endurance. Oh, you want to do that first? Okay, yeah, extreme yeah. endurance. Let's go. Do you know what's a good problem to have? Um, wait a second. You got too much money. Well, yeah, that. And, <laughs> wait a second. I've got another one. Um, um, your your partner always wants to make love for you. Yeah, that's a huge problem. <laughs> Most guys have, <laughs> um, and girls. Uh, wait a second. I got one more. I got one more. Yeah. Um, um, you can fly. Okay. I'd love to have that problem. I've got all of the above. Yep. Uh, is when you've got a product that's so good that it sells out. Oh no, what happened? So a bit of uh, the old Execute, it's been so popular that at the, mo- at the moment they're just temporarily out of stock of Execute. Well, that's not it's good. It's been so popular. Wow. We had the Execute, didn't we? Yeah. It was good. Cracking it. Yeah, nice we, chocolate. Yep. Yeah. With a little, little, yeah. little ball in it. What was it, the springy thing? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's the gizmo. Gizmo, was I, think it I think it's called the gizmo. Anyway, so they're out of execute at the moment because it's been so bloody good, and which is uh, which is kind of cool to hear, but also sad for those guys. So we that, probably shouldn't be right promoting now. it. We're not, but they want to uh-huh. let people know. They're just saying we're temporarily uh-huh. out of execute. It's coming back shortly. Um, but also want to know that the extreme omega discount is still active and will change, um, and we will change this after the first of the year. So right now it's Omega Talk and Omega Talk AD if you want to get the automated delivery, and that gives you a 20% discount on ext- um, Extreme Omega 1000. 
Um, we have had some customers ask for the Extreme Endurance discount and just wanted to make sure um, you were aware the code was for the Amiga Extreme Amiga 1000. Thanks. Okay. So if you want to get yourself some Get nice it, guys. Amiga, I, I do it. Mm. I got Amiga. Mm. Yep. So you've got to get on it. So go to xendurance.com, use those codes, and you get yourself a nice little discount. It's one of those things that's a relatively inexpensive product to give it a crack for, um, and see, see what you think. You get a 20% discount using those codes, and you're away laughing. It's, it's one of the only things that there's always lots of disputes around different kind of supplements you take. And, but when it comes to your fish oils, mm. you know, the Omega is the one that it's kind of pretty much everyone says, you know, it's the way to go. Yeah. You know, it, it's so, you know, like. Pfft, Get on it. Get on it. Extreme endurance. Okay. Right, over Evan. Questions and answers? Uh, we haven't really got any questions this week. Well, We've just got, got a couple of random stuff. Okay. How, what's, what's time oh, look like? Questions, questions and answers. And answers. <laughs> okay, we're, we're doing it. <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah. <laughs> we got we got 17 minutes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so first one comes from other stuff. You want to do other stuff uh, first? Okay. David Burns. David Burns. That doesn't sound like you. John's unhappy with you. No, I'm happy with him. Oh, because the way you, the way the intonation was a bit like David Burns. No, oh, look at the photo. Yeah, you see that thing. I, for somehow, some reason, David came up on Facebook doing something or other, and I just saw David his profile picture, and he's got the I am talk t- um, bike jersey on with it. Looks like a medal round his neck. So nice work, David Burns. He rocks, and he's just got married, I think. Or is it someone's wedding? It's either his wedding or someone's wedding. He's holding a baby. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even his friends and I know about his life. Or christening maybe? He lives, he was in the um, Carboyth House Hotel somewhere in Glasgow. Yeah. Yep. He's a... Okay, that's enough of David's life story. His political thoughts? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So David, you rock. Happy birthday, David. Hope you had a good day back in April 22nd. Good, happy birthday. We're a little bit late, but we'll get you next year. (laughs) (laughs) What else, John? Uh, I might save the other stuff. I watched Kona uh, a couple of days ago. John, now I watched half of it. I haven't watched the second half yet. But you know what? You can't give them a hard time because... Oh, I thought it was good. No, I thought it was brilliant. But some people were saying, oh, well, they followed Renee and all those guys and didn't do that well in the race. You, you know, you what was the talk before the race? Yeah, we, exactly. we were talking Macca Crowey. So yep. I think, I think um, the, the, the version I watched was on YouTube and it seemed to clip a bit out of the run. So I think I missed a chunk of the run. Yep. Um, but other than that, I thought it was, again, looking at it from, the audit, from their potential audience, somebody who doesn't know about the result of the race, I thought it was pretty good. I thought they did a great job. I thought that they, they showed, showed a bit of a, more of a story and they spent a lot of time kind of letting you know what the personalities of the pros mm-hmm. were. You know, it was, it was pretty clear the difference between the Maccas and the Crowies mm-hmm. and it was just unfortunate that the people they picked, but they were, the people that everyone were picking mm. didn't do that well in the race. Mm. But the coverage of the oh, race... Oh, no, they had Leander. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the coverage the of the race, race at least. of course, could, could be better, but the, again, the audience we're looking at, I thought they did a good job for that audience, and we all got to see the live coverage on the day. I would love to love to have a, a pure sports show with an hour-long highlights package just of the racing. Um, it would be cool. John, did, anyway, you see, did, you, good. did you see the Facebook post about someone giving you a bit of a hard time? Who was it? Let me go. <laughs> Who was it? Who was it, eh? <laughs> I kind of did like this one. Yeah. Uh, where has it gone? Oh, Peter Sharp. Yeah. John may qualify for Conan Advice. We did this last week. Oh. We covered this last week. Okay. You got so excited about it. We can't peach up. You qualify wherever you can. <laughs> Don't agree with qualifying at 70.3s, as I said last week, but if they're there, take the opportunity. Okay, John, whatever random piece of news you got. Uh, the other stuff maybe you just need to, if you've got any um, relevant questions, the other stuff is just. No, so I'll, I'll tell this one. So yoga sink, yeah. So so Belinda's going. Oh, I've got this sore knee, and she's been going on for weeks and weeks. Uh, bit of anterior. And you're knee sick pain. of hearing about it, aren't you? And I've been saying, okay, do some quad stretching, do some hip opening, yep. and uh, and I reckon it'll come right. I, I, 
Doesn't listen to you, does she, John? Listen to me. So, so on Sunday, I said, right, I'm going to make up a sync on, on Yoga Sync and we're going to do it and it's going to be a nice hip opening routine. And uh, we did it. And afterwards, she goes, oh, that wasn't that good. And uh, next morning, she went to the gym, came back from the gym, said, oh, my knee was really good today. Oh, bloody miracle, isn't I, it? I went out for a run last night after doing this on Sunday. Felt Seriously, sensational. I've been doing. I've, been, I've even routine. created some my own syncs, John, yeah, and yeah, I've saved them. Yeah, maybe we could have sync ups. We could. We could have like a sync up party. Yeah, well, we should create an I am talk identity, and we can create some syncs, and then people can. I'm giving mine around about twenty minutes. Yeah, mine about thirty. Yeah, just yeah. twenty minutes works around lunchtime for me. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so, so guys, if you didn't listen last week, Yoga Sync, um, we've got a promo code there. Just go to our website, imtalk.me, click on the link, and you can use the code imtalkg or imtalkp, um, G for gold, P for platinum. And then month gives, free. Uh, month, $1, pay $1 for one oh. month to trial it out. Yeah, and great. You, if you don't know what you we're talking about. You do have to put your, um, your visa card in, so if you do want to try it for a month and it doesn't work for you, make sure you cancel that. Mm. But ideally, you know, like I'm finding it really great myself. Mm. It's kind of nice because you're going to go, well, because my hips, man, my hips are so tight. Yeah. Like oh. ridiculously tight. And oh. so I've been doing a lot of hip openers and, and twisting for my lower back. Mm. No, it's seriously, because, I felt sensational last night. You looked night. sensational too. Yeah. Not just the Coffees of Hawaii t-shirt. John, Project 14, 2014, what's happening? Well, should I do an update next week? Cause what, was, is it, has was, it changed name? No, I put 204. It yeah. should be 2014. It's all underway and uh, I'm in week two and I'm hitting things 100%. How's and, the website going? Uh, I've started doing it. Can yep. I have a look? Uh, no. Oh. No. I haven't gotten it. It's not live to the public yet. Yeah, but I can, you know, I'm, I'm not public. Yeah. I haven't posted anything yet, so I don't think you'll find it that interesting. Um, so maybe next week I was going to I was gonna run through what training I'm doing at the moment, but I might save that to next week because we're on a bit of a mission today. Okay, because we've only got, we've got, wait a second, how's that said? Newell. Newell. Sam Newell. Last okay. week, John, we were talking on the show, we were talking about top of the morning. Top yeah. of the morning. Yeah. Do a top of the morning. Top of the morning. Yeah. It's not Pommy. No? No, John, it's an Irish saying. Oh, yes. Yeah, so he sent an email saying, love the show, but top of the morning is an Irish saying. There's yes. no, nothing pommy about it, you bloomin' Aussies. Yeah, nice. <laughs> nice work. Yeah. So, yeah, we need to sharpen up on that one. We do. Also, someone sent through, so a couple of weeks ago on the show, I was saying how someone sent through a message around a 49-year-old being the fastest, now amateur, I can't remember what race it was, at like Ironman Florida, I think it may have been, or one of the races recently. And they pulled it off Facebook and then they said to me, they sent to me, look, I don't want my name to be said on the show about it. Because when we looked at this lady's results, they had, you know, uh, fastest time. So a 49 year old female did a 9.45, mm-hmm. pretty smoking. If you looked at a lot of their old results, seemed pretty freakish. Mm-hmm. And it brings a big question on, John. When you see a result, have we, have we all become cynical in the sport? When someone does have an, a phenomenal result that is, you know, three times, you know, three levels above maybe what they'd normally do in their own normal racing, do have we have we has the magic gone out of sport where you go, oh, they must be cheating? Oh yeah, I mean, if, I, I think so. I think uh, like who's to know? This, this person may have gone and done, you know, gone on, you know, had a. You know, always just work. If, if you and can't retired, and if you can't see some sort something in the background there um, that indicates they've got that sort of capabilities, I'm a little suspect of it. Mm. So yeah. we're not saying this person is, but yeah. it, 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 it's more a comment on now when great results happen, do we instantly go well? So it's it's hard, but like say for example, I'm looking at a an ITU athlete or something like that, and you see guys that just consistently have crappy runs, but you see their 10k time. You know, they might run a 
a 28, 30, 10K, but they're just running crap where they're running, you know, they're getting off the bike and they have obviously haven't had the bike strength or they've been forced to bike too hard and they're running 31s or something like that. But you know that they've got that running in them and then all of a sudden, boom, something they clicks pull it together, and, yep. they, and they pull it together. But if you see somebody going from, you know, consistently just doing nothing across the board and then see really significant improvements, then, yeah, I'm a little suspect of that. But then, you know, yeah... John. Not always. Not always. It's I thought that was more an indication with that one that you were talking about where it was so blatantly obvious that they'd probably cut the course that when is the time that you try to dob somebody in because their time like beat all the pro athletes are saying and you're thinking a 50 year old, um, 49 year old female whose time beats all the other pro athletes in the field and they haven't got any record in the past, did they cut the course? When do you, when do you sort of go, go to the officials? Can you go check that result out for me? Mm. Yeah. Nice work, Bevan. Well, yeah, because yeah, well, like, then do you want to look like a sore loser? Mm-hmm. That's a hard one as well. Have you got up? Have you got tell us about your Ironman results up? Uh, no. I'm going to put some music on, John. Because I've decided, we've got tell us your Ironman results, and we've got a few people up this week, which is all good, but I've decided what I'm going to do is we need to make more of an event out of it. So each week I'm going to put some broadcast music on. Okay. Okay, here we go. So here we go. This week's Iron Man finishes. Oh, John, we've just taken it to another level. Dead. The the name of the music was called Metal Ceremony. Nice. And uh, these are for the the listeners of the show who have completed an Iron Man in the last, well, seven days maybe. Yep. And we're trying to figure out who it was that's the last person. I think we did last week, we did Ernesto Villarol, but if we didn't, he did a 1047 and it was a PB. Okay, then we got Mark Hanna and he was in Florida and he did a 1046, so he just beat Ernesto by about a a minute. Oh, (laughs) And it wasn't a PB for him, he's done faster, but well done, Mark. Anna Thomas did a 1140 PB, nice. Nice. Uh, Jackie, Jackwin, how do you say that one? Jackie? Yeah, we'll go Jackie. Jackie Ward, Iron Man Florida, 13.35. And yes, John, PB. Nice. Jane Clayton did 15.54, and that was a PB as well. Lots of PBs here, but I suppose it is Florida. Good work. Nice. Well, t- Jane, Jane, oh, no, Tom Hills. I'm thinking the next person may be his partner. Tom Hills, Florida, 15.42.01. And yes, PB. PB. Joe Hills, Tom's... Wife, we're going to say, or well, sister? let's assume. Wife or sister? <laughs> family member. Uh, family member, 1617, PB. Yes! Kerry Ismail, um, did Rome in Florida, 1219. John, do you know what it is? It's a PB. <laughs> yeah. nice. uh, Iron, Iron Ron Zappadorf. Yes. Iron Man, Florida. 1147. John, PB. <laughs> Love his work. And then we've got James Aaron Brown. I'm not sure where the Aaron bit comes in, but it, and he did the Great Floridian, I think it was, in Florida, yeah. yep. And uh, he did 11.58. Don't know if it's PB, but sub-12, got to be happy with that. Now, we've got to save the, not necessarily the best to last, but pretty sensational time, Kevin Cody, Ironman Arizona, just yesterday. Love uh, your work, Kevin, because you know why? PB. Yes, Sub nine. Sub nine, 856. The guy's smoking it. Gold star. Oh, gold, you get a gold star, do you? Yeah. Okay, so what? Do we get Here a gold? Go. 
Gold star if you get sub nine. Let's do the Macca thing. Okay. Should we start giving out gold, silver, bronze awards? We've got to come up with the rules. Okay, but let, well, let's just not do both gold, silver, bronze. Let's have like a cool name for each. Okay. You know, so like, you know, like you're, I don't know, we have to, maybe maybe that can be in the discussion next week. What are the cool yeah. names we'll have? Yeah. So they're like, you know, like rock star if you get sub nine. Yeah. Um, We've probably got to go sub nine, sub 10, then maybe. 10 to 13 and yeah, 13 Maybe above. have four levels. Yeah. Four levels, I think. Yeah. Sub nine is noteworthy. So Kevin Co- Cody goes down as probably our first rock star. Mm. Mm. Nice work. John, we've just taken it to the next level. Right. Okay, you've got five minutes five to minutes. tell stories. Stories. Uh, so. we, well, we'll give you seven. Well, as long as you're out of, out of the room. Okay, I've told John because I've got a client at 10 and yes. I said, look, as, as long as you're out of the room. So you, we've got 10 minutes, but you've got to pretty much get out and walk. I will. I will. I walk. I'm, well, I'm, I'm going to ride. I'm, I'm, I'm out of the room. So races last weekend. We had a dis- discussion of the week. We posted it. Okay. So John, John, last week I said, tell us your horse. I went on Facebook, mm-hmm. put on your horse. And John said, text me and said, okay. Tell me which, which do the work. And yeah. so I did the work. It took me ages, counted them all up. And I failed to read my text messages. Horse 13 was the one we picked. Yes. How would have that gone? Uh, I didn't actually see how horse 13 went, but oh. I'll tell you what I did do. I'm just finding the post here. Um, because. Did it, you put the house on it, John? Well, you see, this is this is where I, I, I should have listened to you, <sighs> and, but then I shouldn't have life. listened to you. Oh. Because I should have put the house on it. But then luckily I didn't get your text and I didn't listen to you in terms of what number to put on. But that wasn't me, that was them. That was the listeners. Yes. Courtesy of you, so I'll blame you. What number did I tell you? You told me 13. So I did no, not no, 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 the audience. I didn't oh, say okay. I've got to say, uh, Nathan Every, he came up with the best suggestion. He said, got to go, uh, go bet on John's Project 2014 time, sub nine. I'll say, let it ride on number eight. So good you decided, you, you thought that was the best one. Somebody else posted in there as well that number eight was good. Jer, uh, Jeremiah Alexander, um, Ned Phillips said eight. In Chinese, it means money. And if anybody else said eight, <laughs> thank you very much. But I decided to go for number eight. I think why, was, why, why did you decide to go for eight? Well, I, I like the sub nine thing. I thought that's a good, good so, thing. So you go. read this. So you went eight influenced by that post. Yes. Okay, good. And I thought... I tell you what, it was race eight. Was it race eight? Yeah, it was race eight. Race eight, horse eight. Horse Can't eight. go wrong. Uh, How much was it paying? It was paying $6 for the win and I think two forty. What was the, the favourite paying? Wouldn't have been much more, wouldn't have been much less than that. So it was, it was, it was one, one of the favourite. One okay. of the favourite. So you kind of go, oh, this could work out. We got there at about race two. I was on a cons- new solid losing streak. Oh, really? I was losing everything and I wasn't even getting close was this because you were doing your 3 and what's your strategy 3 and 12 pretty much it wasn't working well I got there got there we we just missed time to bet on the first race that we arrived for (laughs) 3 and 12 3 came in first place seriously I was just looking at it because where we stand is right by the finish I went you're kidding me So I thought, I've got to go with 3 and 12 all day. I was just getting decimated. Absolutely won nothing. So, so race 8 comes along. Race eight, I didn't have much money left. <laughs> so I went and I put 20 bucks each way. Oh, really? Mm. That's I'll, a good commitment, John Yeah, Houston. good commitment. And it paid off. I, got, I think I got about 170 bucks back. Oh, I love your work. It was solid. So did you end up up at the end of the day? Yes. Oh, Take off taxi fares and stuff, probably not. But um, it was a good day. Did you get a bit rotten? Um, moderately, yeah. You, you have some good fun when he's a bit wrong. Yeah, How's yeah. that new suit looking? It's still good. Oh, actually, yeah, I've got to dry clean that. Did you dry clean it? Yeah. How much did that cost? Oh, I don't know. Mm, hey, you're never, never pay full price. Nice. So that was the races, Bevan. Any nudity? Uh, no, a f- few mates got evicted from the <laughs> park. <laughs> Went to Miraval afterwards, and within about half an hour, there wasn't many of us there. <laughs> People get a bit random after going to the races. So, yes. I didn't go. We, we, we had to work all weekend, and uh, which, which oh, was. Tell you what, we had all sorts out there. It was a pretty average day. F- about 
the last race got cancelled. There was this huge hailstorm came through. They cancelled the race. We were cuddling under this bloody gazebo um, because <laughs> gazebo. Yeah, because it was hailing. It was it was a funny old day. It was sunny and then it was raining and then it was hailing. Oh, God yeah, because we were going home at about five thirty and it mm. came through wickedly, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. Right, Bevan, what's happening with your life? The races, John. Next year, I'm committing to the races. Mm. Next year, we're doing set day. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll, we'll come look at yeah, all of yeah. you. We'll yeah. come. We'll do a bit with you. Yeah. Yeah. Num- number eight, race eight. Yep. Yeah. Well, well, we'll, we'll oh, let them choose next year. Yeah. Seem to work. Lit went riding with a couple of listeners at the weekend. Oh, who'd you go riding with? Yancey Arrington. First time I went riding with him, Ian Wood, and uh, did this little ride that I did last week. Got out to the turnaround point. Conditions were pretty similar. With Yancey hammering on the front, I got there, I think, seven minutes quicker. It was like last week it took me an hour five to get out there. This week Where'd it took 58 minutes to Godly Head. Yancey was cranking it. Wow. And you just he was trying to show me life? who was boss, and he did show me who was boss. Wow. What's Yancey training for? I'm in Coeur d'Alene. Look out, people. Looking pretty sharp, is he? He's going to smoke it. What's he going to do? Uh, he's going to do a qualifying time. That's all he cares about, mm. get that qualifying time. Um, John, what's happening in my life? It's just Christmas time now, isn't it? Mm. Have you put up decorations yet? No. When do they go up? You can't do anything until December. That's just against the rules. Really? Yeah. As is riding, is as is riding three abreast, Ian Wood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's do, the legal rule too. You can't do anything before <laughs> start of December. What are you going to get kids for Christmas? And it should be illegal to, for shops to be advertising Christmas decorations. Do you think them. Thomas will listen to the show when you're older? Um, probably not. No, Rode to, to preschool Thomas this morning put his bike, He put his Vineman 70.3 bike jersey on That's Tommy's bike jersey That's all phone And phone And uh, Tommy rode to preschool Which is around about 2.2Ks And Tommy's going to get a new bike for Christmas Because he's not so great at doing the old back pedal reverse Just I was just t- telling the listeners about Tommy's not so good at doing the old back pedal He's got back pedal brakes Oh so he doesn't know how to brake so He's getting a new bike for Christmas Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Oh, no. God, oh, holy, no. holy moly. Oh, oh, Sorry about that, listeners. Can right. you remember your first bike? Yeah. Bikes are cool for kids, eh? Well, I lived up a hill, so we had to fang it like a big hill. Yeah, we you did to too. Yours, yours was a hard hill. hill to ride up. Man, it was good. First bike. So, fixed wheel. Fixed wheel, but you had to try to... Uh, I remember the days when you first got home on the, on the fixed wheel. This was a fixed wheel bike, and it's steep. This is like... Yeah, no, John's... Straight that yeah, I that was on. really steep. It's probably about... 25? No, but it's, prob- pro- it's probably 13%, I would have thought, 13 14%. It'd be one of the steepest roads in Christchurch, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You had to do the old zigzag from driveway to driveway. It was bloody good. So, Bevan, you got a client to come? Yep, i got to go. Uh, next, uh, we're going to have the Legends show coming up shortly, and we've done the interview, and it's with Rob Burrell, and it's classic. Just quickly, who's Rob Burrell? He is the, 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 kind of like the first great European triathlete of the 80s and 90s mm. legend. Legend. I'm nice, Russ. Nice guy, too. I'm Endo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha.